Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to this Saturday edition of TC Live as we wrap up a big day at the ATP Finals in Turin. The final is set, and it's going to be epic. Here's what's coming up over the next half hour. It's number one versus number two for a spot in the championship. After playing four straight finals, Yannick Sinner, Daniil Medvedev meet for a spot in the other one. So much hype surrounding the fifth meeting between Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz. Just a master class from the number one. And meet the Aussies. We know Nick Kyrgios' box office, but we look back on some of his Hollywood encounters on the court. You don't want to miss that. Let's go. Come on into the studio. Live in Santa Monica, California, Steve Weissman, the Hall of Famer Jim Courier, Aussie superstar Nick Kyrgios. We got the other Hall of Famer, Andy Roddick, over on the big screen. And the final is set in Turin. It is going to be world number one, Novak Djokovic, taking on the first Italian to make the final at the ATP Finals, Yannick Sinner. There it is. It's right here, live on Tennis Channel, 3 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Erotic, that performance from Novak Djokovic was something special. He said earlier this year they want to get a scalp. It ain't happening still. Sinner did earlier this week, but Alcaraz could not today. Yeah, listen, Steve, if if someone would have been offering odds that uh, Alcaraz serves 86% and wins less than six games, someone would own my house right now. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) And listen, Novak, just start to finish, was just so clean. He's so good at weathering the storm. Alcaraz comes out and basically plays perfect, right, through the first six or seven games. Novak just finds a way to get through service games, just finds a way to get through, needs one opportunity. Like Nick said on air, five minutes later, the match is turned into downhill snowball and stuff to fight that one back. I love what you said, Nick, during the broadcast. There was after that point in the second set, that made me realize I had no chance to win Wimbledon. What did you think of that performance? Well, at that particular point, I think me and Jim thought the point was over about four times and he kept coming back and back. And I think that's, if you had to watch one point to define his career, that was it. You know, he's managed to be so good for so long and he keeps getting better. And I just couldn't believe the level. He was playing within himself the whole time. Didn't feel like he was redlining or anything, but he felt like Alcaraz was pushing the boundaries a bit too much. He came out flawless and then he couldn't find any answers. And that's what Novak does to you. This kind of encapsulates Novak's career in some ways. He's underappreciated for his greatness and it's hard to sort of spot it sometimes because you get dazzled by some of the shots that Alcaraz is making in his forays to the net. But then you see Novak at the end walks away 6-3-6-2, and he just strangled him to death with incredible defense, consistent offense, and understanding the game. He's in the right place at the right time almost every time. It's amazing to watch. Just doing goat things. And by the yeah. way, you bring up the point that he's going to have a chip on his shoulder heading into tomorrow. A couple chips. The crowd will be against him, and he just lost to center. That, that's yeah. danger time for Yannick. Yeah, that's a flame underneath <laughs> Novak. Yeah, better beware. <laughs> that is right. Here's how it all went down today. First semifinal, Yannick Sinner coming in a perfect 3-0. and Looking for his third straight win. Nandy against Daniil Medvedev started strong for the Italian. 
Yeah, Sinner has just been smothering people at the start of these matches. And I don't know how you actually get that flat of a back and to actually uh, let gravity take hold and actually land it. That was unbelievable from Sinner, just moving in and out of the corners. When he starts throwing in these nuanced shots, like a soft lob where he makes mannequins, uh, you know, listen, it's a, it's a different level than we've seen before. But we know anything about Medvedev. He is going to find a way to make his presence felt in a match. He may not always be playing the best tennis shot for shot, but no situational tennis knows how to ask the question over and over and knows how to get into it with the crowd which he did in the third set maybe to his own detriment but i love it i am here for it i love the showmanship i love the emotion listen you're just a human out there against 15,000 people you got to show something we're not all cyborgs uh, like some people but center using the crowd perfectly the home crowd can go one of two ways either it makes you a little tighter or you can feed off the momentum and that was the weakest racket throw i've ever seen no one respects medvedev more than i do before i saw that racket though that was suspect at best not his best performance curios there you would have done much better taking out a piece of uh wall or something but Sinner just kept his head down, kept playing, didn't get broken against Medvedev. That is a tough ask, especially on a surface like this, where Medvedev can get that ball down and through the court. Sinner, Sinner, chicken dinner, Steve. Oh, heck yeah, 183% of his first serves, saved both break points he faced, converted three. How about this? His 10th straight win overall, that ties the longest streak in his career. Eighth in a row, Jim, against the top ten. Six straight against the top five. And three straight against Medvedev. This guy is on a roll, and, and we have to remember, he could have lost to Runa and let Djokovic be gone, not have to deal with him in the final, potentially. That last round, Robin, match, he had the back problems. He's in a third set, but he gutted it out, and now he's going to have to grind it out against Novak in the final, but... What bigger statement can you make? We've talked about it a little bit, Nick. If you beat Novak twice, you did it in Acapulco and Indian Wells within about 10 days or so. If you can do that, I mean, that's not just a message to Novak. That's a message to everybody in the locker room. Yeah, definitely. If he manages to do this, it's probably one of the biggest accomplishments I think anyone's done the last five years in, in the tennis world, definitely. But I think he believes he can do it, and he's got a great team around him. I think they're going to try and tell him that, you're going to have to do it from the ground up again. You know, you can't just roll off what happened. It's going to be a completely different match. Novak coming off that win, beating Alcaraz 6-3, 6-2. It's going to be a good one. He's got 4.8 million reasons to try and beat Djokovic in that Is final. That right? Undefeated champion gets nearly 5 million bucks. Too also shabby. gets a little FaceTime with Prakash like he did after this win. How about that? You're now the first Italian ever to make the finals of this event. What are you doing to be able to stay in the moment so well this week? I think just, you know, uh, it is a huge privilege to have this kind of pressure to play in, in, in Italy, such an incredible event, and um, it's also end of the year, players are a little bit more tired, and, and, and the people, they just give me um, positive energy, and, and I try to connect with the people well, and then obviously it, it, it means a lot to me being in the final. That's going to be really special for young Yannick Sinner playing in front of the home crowd looking for his first year-end championship. Andy, on the other side, Daniil Medvedev said if Sinner plays like this, he believes Sinner will be number one in the world, going to win multiple slams. But this is a guy, Medvedev, 66 wins this year, five titles, including Rome, nine finals, won 19 matches in a row at one point in February and March. How would you characterize his season? Yeah, he had a great season. I think Medvedev is one of the more underappreciated uh, guys on tour still. 
Uh, he does this every year. This isn't like it's an outlier year where he wins five times, wins a Masters 1000, plays in a Grand Slam final, contends for the biggest events, wins a Masters series on Rome, on clay. He hates that surface, makes the semis of Wimbledon not a comfortable surface for him. Finals in Indian Wells that he dislikes. Like, the guy's just tough, and he is so, so good at tennis. Listen, every time we have one of those polls where it's like, who has the best backhand in the world? And he never gets mentioned. And it's absurd because he is so good week in and week out. He's one of the most reliable players on tour, especially without the weaponry uh, that's obvious, like an Alcaraz or like a Sinner, where you just go, oh, my gosh, wow. He is so smart with what he has. He squeezes every bit of juice out of out of what he has. And I just have so much respect for Daniil Medvedev. Uh, you know, Sinner just played too well today. Did not add to his major total this year, but had a major amount of victories throughout the season. Imagine he almost won 20 matches in a row at one point, and right now the ATP wins leader, Jim. In the last year, you have to remember, in 2022, he had to have a minor surgery in March for a sports hernia, and it was a, a while before he recaptured his confidence. It really wasn't until Rotterdam, where he went on that run from Rotterdam through the Miami Open, where he was almost unbeaten, just Alcaraz taking him out in the Miami in the Indian Wells final. So. Medvedev is back, and he's going to continue to be problems for people, especially on the, the hard surfaces. Australia, again, looks like it's shaping up to be epic because assuming everyone stays healthy, Alcaraz will be there. Medvedev will be there with confidence. Zverev will be there with confidence. It is going to be a beastly tournament for Novak to try and win 11, <laughs> 11 times there. It's pretty special. And for Yannick Sinner, this is the guy who said, playing at home, it is a privilege to have this kind of pressure. But playing against Novak Djokovic, who knows that that pressure against him kind of raises his game. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of Yannick Sinner tomorrow? Yeah, I think if Yannick Sinner does deliver and wins a title, this will be probably his best memory. I think he hasn't won a Grand Slam yet, but he definitely will. But I think this one will, it will hit home because, you know, you're doing it in your backyard and, and you're doing it in front of all your fans, your, fa your family, your friends, everyone's there. So... I think um, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him, but he's, he's going to embrace that. I think it's going to be, it's going to be an amazing match. But I, I, I do want to see him win, but I still think that Novak might edge it. First player to reach the final in their home country since Andre Agassi back in 2003. Houston, baby. That's right. Yes. Let's get to the other semifinal between Novak Djokovic, Carlos Alcaraz. First between one and two since Roger and Rafa back in 07, Jim. This is a rematch of a couple of epic finals, Wimbledon and Cincinnati. It was a slightly slow start for Novak. He was down two break points in the opening service game, and Alcaraz made, I think, 13 out of 13 first serves to start. And Novak not discouraged. He would get to break point here, and this is where he would break the match open. Next. Yeah, I just feel like it was so Alcaraz dominated early on, and then Alcaraz started making a few too many unforced errors, and then that two-minute period where Novak kind of broke him and then held, and then it was just a snowball effect after that. Alcaraz was looking for answers, trying to come forward, trying to redline a little bit. Then he changed his position on return. He was trying to look for answers, talking to his box a lot, and that's just not the Alcaraz we're used to seeing. We used to see him have fun. Things working, court speed kind of started to play again, a bit frustrated, which we haven't seen uh, much of in the last couple of matches. And then Novak just, and this was the point, I think, where Novak just, it was, oh no, this is where um, Alcaraz broke, I think, broke back or had break point chances. That's right. Novak would just, you know, steady the ship and then do what he does best. This is where Alcaraz slightly tweaked his aggression, pulled back on the throttle a little bit, waited for moments to get offensive. That was a big mistake, though. If he went down the line with a forehand, Novak was picking the cross court and he was there to pick off the winner. 
and that was the last gasp. But there were some jaw-dropping, gasp-inducing points between these two throughout. It may have been one-way traffic on the scoreboard, but it was a connoisseur's delight for about an hour and a half. Djokovic, unbelievable level of tennis. First player to reach multiple finals at the year-end championships after turning 35. This man is 36 years old and absolutely destroying a guy 16 years younger than him. It's incredible when you look at these numbers, the first serve percentage, Andy, you pointed it out, 84% first serves in and he loses the match. Yeah, it's just absurd. And it was winners to air ratio is about even, you know, Novak just one-ups him kind of, kind of everywhere. And he just consistently asks the question, you know, can you get five or six shots deep and can you be perfect? And then, can you do that over three or four hours? And the answer, more often than not, is no. Putting a three-and-two beating on someone who is clearly the second-best player in the world this year, who has beaten you in a Grand Slam final, who has the shots to deliver uh, at any moment, and just putting on a clinic. I mean, no disrespect to Alcaraz, because he is as special a prospect as we've seen in 20 years. But Novak is just too tough, especially on this surface. Uh, this surface does more for Novak's game than it does for Alcaraz's game. But, you know, yesterday, if we were sitting here, you would have said, what does Alcaraz have to do? I would have said he has to serve like 75%. And then I, I, I might like his chances. He served 84% and got beat three and two. What do I know? <laughs> Nick, I mean, this is a guy who you see play quite often on the court. I mean, you're in that kind of situation. But now... From a different perspective, being in the booth, calling his match, what have you learned about Novak that maybe you didn't know when you were on court against him? Oh, I knew, I knew everything about <laughs> Novak, how great he is. But I think you, you, you can't, you know, I think Alcaraz, he created four breakpoint chances. You take one of those early, the match becomes com completely different. So he's got to walk off that court and realise, look, I, I did create some chances. I didn't just get blown off. I was doing some good things. So he's going to walk off with a positive kind of mindset. But... Again, Novak playing those big points under pressure, first serves. He went after his second serve a couple of times. So you made him a, a bit uncomfortable. So props to Alcaraz to even getting to that stage. Because some people go off the match and you don't have break points. And then it's like, okay, I need to go back to the drawing board. Where Alcaraz did that today. Novak's already made history in this tournament by winning his first match. That gives him eight times year in number one. He can make more history tomorrow. He and Roger currently have won this title six times. He can go one better seven tomorrow. He loves making history, fellas. Ninth trip to the finals. Yeah. So that, that is second most. He's got to do ten to match Roger there, but can certainly win the most. And for Alcaraz, spectacular season. Six titles this year, added a Wimbledon trophy. Nothing to feel bad about if you're Carlitos Alcaraz. Novak Djokovic just doing Novak Djokovic things, something he's done for the past two decades. When we come back... The final is set in doubles as well, and we've got a chance for more history for that man. Rajiv Ram and Joe Salisbury don't go anywhere. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Back on TC Live, Nick, Jim, Steve, Andy over on the big screen. Take a look at Championship Sunday. 9 a.m. Eastern is the doubles final. 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Be there or be very upset. It is the singles final. Djokovic against Sinner, followed by TC Live to wrap it all up. 
Nick's favorite segment of TC Live right now. The forecast outside in Turin. Here's Fox Weather. Hey there, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's Craig Rarin. Here's tomorrow's ATP Finals forecast. Take a look at the weather out in Turin, Italy. How about that? Upper 50s, plenty of sunshine. Enjoy it. Remember, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. Always on, always free. There'll be a no-lay storm inside, Nick. All right, doubles today. Uh, three of the four teams in the semifinals still in contention to finish number one in the world, Andy. The Green Group winners, Marcel Grenoliers, Horatio Ceballos, taking on Rohan Bopina and Matthew Ebden for the fourth time this season. Yeah, that first volley was rather filthy, Steve. I'll tell you that much. Great movement there at the net by Grenoliers. Just always had a very high tennis IQ back when he used to play singles and now translating into the doubles court. Closing the set out with some good serving into the body on Bopana. Tries to play that little Lee Pays kind of off back in there. Didn't quite get into Ebden. Not happy. Knows there's half a chance. That means curtains with the way Zavallos and Grenoliers are playing. And he was right. Clinical, straightforward match from these two. They've been playing great all week. Zavallos said we tried to think every match was a final because every match was against a great team. Their hopes for year-end number one still alive. But the reigning ATP Finals champs, Rajiv Ramjo Salisbury, taking on Santiago Gonzalez and Edward Roger Vasilin. Yeah, and uh, Ram Salisbury, they're, they're kind of the spoilers in this situation. The other three teams in the semis, all a shot to finish year in number one with the title. Uh, Ram and Salisbury, they put paid to the chances for Gonzalez and Roger Vasilin. A tight opening set. They get through it. Love 30, this is when you're feeling a lot of pressure because, again, no ad scoring and doubles. You get down love 40. That's four breakpoint chances. That's tough to recover. And any chance they did, it's match tiebreak time. This would go the distance. Great hands there. Stays alive. Oh, that is a heck of a flex, Nick. Yeah, I mean, Ram and Salisbury last year were just so good, and they've just got the chemistry. They know what their partner wants to do in certain moments, and you look at them at the net, there it is. I mean, they're probably my pick. They're so solid, and they're going to go back-to-back. Back-to-back, you heard it here first from NK. Nine straight wins for Ram and Salisbury here in turn. Ten would give them the back-to-back -back titles. They've now won three match tie breaks at this year's finals. So when it comes to those clutch moments, they come up big. Grenoliers, the Bios, taking on Ram and Salisbury. It all goes down 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific tomorrow. World number one on the line, a year-end championship on the line, Jim. A lot to get to. Novak Djokovic, he has already wrapped up that year at number one, but he wants history. He wants a record seventh title at the ATP Finals. Caught up with Prakash after this win. Now you're in a position which you've been in many times before. First time for Yannick. He brought some new elements to the match earlier this week. Will it be an advantage for you that you've, you've seen what he has in the tool belt already? Yeah, I mean, look, we, we played uh, some couple nights ago, 7-6 in the third. He played a great match. I played also good. I mean, in some moments, I maybe should have stepped it up. Uh, but, you know, today, uh, I think it was... Uh, a great showcase to myself, actually, that, that, you know, in important moments, I need to, you know, I need to step in, I need to swing through the ball, and hopefully I'll be able to do that tomorrow and bring my A game. Go get him, champ. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great showcase for himself. Yes, it was. As we enter the social net, we saw Nick at the Lakers game a couple nights ago, but guess who was there as well? Naomi Osaka was there. Nick uh, posted a, a couple days late, not, not Instagram, but, you know, the, the later gram for Naomi. <laughs> Coming back to tour in January. What, what got me are the kicks, Nick. She's got the off-white 
Louis Vuitton Nike collab. I hear you've got a pair of these as well. Um, yeah, she does upscale me in the, in the fashion department. I just went in a hoodie and some Jordans. Um, no, but she's very fashionable, and you know she's done that. You know, outside of the tennis world, she's affected so many other brands. So, I, w I did see her at the game actually. Um, but yeah, the Lakers just let us down. You guys have the same management team, so you guys are sort of in the same group. How's she doing on the comeback? How's she doing? Is she looking for Brisbane? Is she feeling like she's ready to come back and be a force? Yeah, she's good. She looks great. From when I last saw her, to obviously she had a, a child four months ago, so she looks fantastic and and look she's so special to the tour she's got a great game and i think she's got plenty of slams left in her so i can't wait to see her back out there plenty of slams left in her andy comes back in brisbane how long do you think it takes for her to get back to that major winning form well i, I you know listen we, we hope she gets back there i'm just impressed by, with, with, like what nick said the timeline with which she has seemingly gotten back into shape is focused she's talked about that she's still hungry and still wants it Listen, the best case scenario for her is to get off the, the, the Schneid in that first or second round of Brisbane. She gets a couple matches under her belt in Brisbane that nobody wants to see her as a floater in that draw. I promise you that. I think a reasonable timeline, honestly, would be to, for her to target the U.S. Open as her chance to really shine in a big way. I think take the baby steps while you're learning how to travel with a baby. That's a lot for her to absorb on the road, get back into match fitness. Hopefully she can have that good, clean run of health. But by the time she gets to New York, she might be ready to pull a Kim Kleisters and lift the trophy and then put her baby in it afterwards. <laughs> why, why not? I don't know. If we, have we seen a baby in a trophy? I think Kim, Kim do that. I, 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 she put the... Maybe not. I think that might have been one of the Bryan brothers. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Would love to see it. It was just a good line. It's a throwaway. <laughs> That'd be a great photo. Yeah. Uh, meantime, Andy's former coach, Jimmy Connors, posting this classic photo. We have shown it before here on Tennis Channel. But, Nick, uh, can you name these four guys left to right? I mean, I know Johnny Mack. Yeah. Is Bjorn Borg on the far right? Yep. That's right. Um, don't know the, the tall one in the middle. I don't know. He was Andy Murray's coach very recently. Yeah. That's Lendl. I'm not a big fan of coaches. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was a pretty good player, as it turns out. Yes, I do know him, obviously. And then I'm guessing that's what Jimmy Connors. That's Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they look hand, handsome bunch there. Handsome bunch. I wish I could grow hair like that. <laughs> it was the 1977 ATP final. They played it, actually, January 1978. That's back, Jim, when it was at... MSG, first year, the 13-year run at MSG. That was uh, that was when I was falling in love with the sport. These guys were amazing for tennis, and, and it's been great to have them involved in different ways. Bjorn back is the Labor Cup captain for Europe. Jimmy working with Andy. It was great to see him there. Yvonne with, uh, with another Andy. Andy Murray and Johnny Mack is everywhere, as always. So uh, these guys love tennis. They've given a lot to the sport. And uh, I wouldn't be sitting here probably without them because they, they helped me fall in love with it early on. If this was an, an album cover, Andy, what what uh, what would be the name of the album? <laughs> Dudes who love flannel and sweater vests. I don't know, but <laughs> listen, it's it's uh, it's no surprise that Lendl's playing the buffer between Johnny Mac and Connors right there, right? The look on Jimmy's face was when they told him he might have to stand for next to McEnroe for the next picture. You can see the the arms crossed. He's already got that that posture going. Like I don't want to be anywhere near these guys. Nowhere near this. I want nothing to do with this. This is contractual. I guarantee it. <laughs> Jimmy's got a great <laughs> podcast with uh, our friend Brett Connors, who works here at Tennis Channel. It's called right. Advantage Connors, and they will be discussing that photo on the uh, latest gotta, edition. Got to check it out again. Have you? Have you? You got to be on Advantage Connors. You got to get on that. Pod. I'll get on it. Yeah. I promise. Jimmy, Brett, it's, it's good stuff. They would have a great conversation without a doubt. All right, much more still to come here on TC Live. We will be 
Breaking down the big final tomorrow morning. Yannick Sinner undefeated. Can he get another win against that guy, Novak Djokovic? The picks from the experts straight ahead. I needed a glass of wine for sure tonight. <laughs> Special delivery. I might get him something small tomorrow when we, what, maybe a shoelace or something. Are you good at tennis? Exactly, so why are you speaking? Why tell him how to act? Are you not entertained? Well, we are very entertained, and we know everybody at home has been entertained this week as well. Nick Kyrgios, the commentator with us here on Tennis Channel. And uh, we got to flash back to some of the, those moments. The one with Ben Stiller at Indian Wells. Take us back to, to that little beef in the stands. Well, I saw Ben Stiller watching, and he was, you know, very respectful. You know, me and Nadal were locked in a, in a battle. Quarterfinals, Indian Wells, three-set battle. And the guy next to him kept you know, serve here, hit here, hit here, and I just, I couldn't take it anymore. It was building up in my head, and I turned to him, and I was like, do you play tennis? And he's like, no. Nah. I was like, so, so shut up, Ben. <laughs> and then I said, Ben Stiller, do I tell him how to act? No. I, I watch his movies. He's hilarious. He's a great actor. So just sit back and watch the match. And it turned viral. Everyone thought that I was talking to Ben Stiller at the time, but I wasn't. I was only, I was talking to some guy next to him, and then... There you go. Stiller is one of the biggest Nadal fans I think anyone's <laughs> ever seen, too. So it's, I could have gotten a little bit hairy there. Yeah, definitely. And I almost wanted it to. I needed something to get me going because Nadal just, I was sick of him beating me. He beat me the last couple of times. But no, it was, it was good. And then me and Ben actually had some running on Twitter and, okay. and now we're good mates. So it's good. Like you've hung out with Ben outside now? No, but we, we just go back and forth on, um, on Twitter. I told him I'd give him free tennis lessons and he said he'd give me free acting lessons. I was like, oh, I think I'm better at acting than you are at tennis. <laughs> That's a good deal. Andy, did you have, ever have any run-ins with uh, celebrities during a match? Uh, I don't... I, I'm sure I did at some point. I tended to have some run-ins. I actually asked Stiller for an autograph one time during an EXO with Roger at uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, so it, maybe not at quite as contentious. There was nothing at stake. Uh, I wasn't trying to shift the energy uh, in the building. It was more just for uh, for some laughs. But, um, you know, listen, I wasn't one to kind of shy away from from a confrontation, not necessarily with uh, Zoolander, but, you know, with others. <laughs> Is there any celebrity, Nick, that you would really geek out about if you saw him in the stands and wanted to see? Uh, well, Will Smith watched me play uh, Joe Wilford's song of one year at the Australian Open and Rod Laver, and I was like, first couple of games I was super nervous, and then I saw him courtside, and then I was like, I had to, like, break the ice a little bit. I was like, uh, I think everyone is in the arena to see you here. And then like he smiled and I was like, oh, no, I think he thinks I'm cool now. <laughs> and then I had an interview after the match and it was cool. He, he was like, he gave me a thumbs up. And then who, I said... Who was the guy interviewing? I oh, it was you. Oh, that was <laughs> me. That's right. That's right. I forgot. And I had the question for you because I, I knew yep. that you said he was your favorite yep. actor. So I that teed you up. I'm like, so if, if someone's going to play Nick Kyrgios in the life story and he could pick any actor, who would it be? And he just went with Will, and that's when he, he yeah. gave you the big I th thumbs you, up. I think you were telling me that Margot Robbie was your favorite actor at the time. No, you're the one who's like, Margot Robbie, I love Margot, when they're in the movie together. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, right? you're right. Yeah, I think right. Pass and Margot Robbie, maybe that's, they, they, they like each other too, or he likes her anyway, who knows. I don't know, Sitsi Dose just, is a thing now, so. 
Yeah, just 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 so we're clear, no one asked, but I also like Margot Robbie. Just so we're clear, just like uh, no one no one asked, but I just feel the need to interject. He's a Barbie. He's a Barbie guy. Did you see Barbie, Barbie Andy? I have a six-year-old daughter. Of course, I saw Barbie. It was for her, though. Not. It wasn't so I could watch Margot Robbie. It was definitely just for my daughter. I'm a good dad. <laughs> and what'd you think? I thought the movie was great. I think Margot is just brilliant. She's just what what a what an actress. A lot, a lot of Margot Robbie fans. All right. Uh, Nick, as always, we, we have a question for you from somebody in the, in the Tennis Channel staff. This is Adam Friedman from Programming. He says, uh, what's your opinion of pickleball? Have you played yet? Um, I love pickleball. It's, I think it's one of the most growing sports in the States at the moment. Uh, my mum and dad love it. And, you know, they're you know, getting to that 60, 70-year age. They can't really play tennis. Their knees give away a little bit. But um, they're playing pickleball every Wednesday night. So I love how accessible it is for younger kids and then, you know, the elderly as well. It's awesome. I see all the communities playing it. And it's growing in Australia too. So it's cool. I'm going to have to get out there. And I, th I feel like I have pretty good hands. You know, I've seen Jack Sock make the transition. and He's yeah. insane at yep. it. So I might have to follow my good mate's uh, footsteps. So I'll be going to Tampa next week for Thanksgiving to see my family. That's where they all live. And if you ever are in North Tampa, Nick, and you want some competition, all right. you can take on my mom and James Blake's mom because oh, they yeah. are a nasty duo at pickleball. They are taking down everybody in North Tampa. So uh, I'm going to stay off of that court. I'm going to stay on the, on the tennis court with our, with our little kids. But pickleball fever is real. It's out there. And Andy Roddick is a pickleball master. He's been involved in the pickleball slam, haven't you, Andy? Far from a master, but I'll tell you, the only person who likes pickleball more than people over 65 is orthopedic surgeons. They are thankful for the business from the weekend warriors coming in with knee injuries. Listen, I'm happy with pickleball, uh, people playing it, and as long as it's tough to watch on TV, tennis has no threat. We're all good. Did he, you won a million bucks, Andy, right? Not quite. I had to split it with a guy named Agassi. Okay. 500 grand. What's your pickleball game like? <laughs> uh, you know, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it's fun socially. You know, yeah. get a couple beverages in you and go out yeah. there with some friends. Hydrate with some Gatorades. Yeah, it's good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Stay hydrated. Vodka people. Gatorade. It's good stuff. Stay hydrated. Co owner of the Miami Pickleball Club, right? Yes, I am. Uh, Naomi as well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. So it's, it's, it's good. I mean, I, I, love, I love seeing the growth. I just love seeing people get active. You know, that's yeah. the main thing. So it's cool. Get off the couch. Play, play a little pickle. But don't forget about tennis. Well, you can get them both here. Tennis get them both. Well, yeah. We have Pickleball TV now. That's, that's correct. I think it's on YouTube. You can get it everywhere. It's a free streaming channel. We'll break down some more tennis when we come back. Welcome back. Take a look at this and snap that QR code on your screen. It is time for our TennisPoint.com gear spotlight. We're focusing on the ATP Tour's official tennis merchandise collection. This collection featuring classic apparel and essential equipment for fans and players of all levels. We've got the unisex apparel with polo shirts, hats, and hoodies. Plus, how about that 12-pack bag? Uh, Nick, besides rackets, what else do you put in your bag? What's your oh, bag check? You know, last year I played with a hat backwards, so that hat would go, would go amazing. Everything. Love a, love a little hoodie there as well. I mean, I'll, I'm going to scan the QR code right now. Go for it. All right, shop now with this QR code or at TennisPoint.com for the ATP Tour's official tennis merchandise collection. Hot shot time, Andy Roddick. It, of course, comes from Alcaraz and Djokovic. Who's going to get it, though? Yeah, hot point. I know exactly what this one is. This is... 
This is <laughs> the death maker here, Novak Djokovic. Just you're trying to fight back. You're doing anything you can to get back in the match, and you're just literally up against a brick wall. Weissman, did you ever play Mortal Kombat when you were a kid? That arcade game. You ever play that? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when it would go finish him? Yes. That's pretty much what we're <laughs> yeah. about. That's pretty much what we're about to see right here. Like when you rip the guy's head off at the end and it just becomes like a skeleton. That's what that was. <laughs> that, it was just an absolute joke from Novak. I mean, I don't know. It, it's so depressing when you're on the other side and you execute the point to perfection for nine shots and you get nothing out of it. It's just it, physically, mentally, all it's it's got to be pretty pretty depressing. Beat that analogy, Nick. I mean, look, this was the point. I was watching it live, and I think I thought the point was over about three times, and then I realized to myself I had 0% chance of winning Wimbledon when I played him in the final. But my favorite point about, the favorite part about this point is when at the end, when Alcaraz drops his racket, and he's just like, I'm finished, I'm done, I'm not, not playing anymore, I'm going to join Kiggs on Tennis Channel, I'm not going to play anymore. And, um, you know, this, after, this is basically match point, I think, you know, Alcaraz had nothing else in the, in, the, in the tank after this, but this is the point, he just lets go of his racket, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm done. Uh, it's, it's it's funny when it's not you, you yeah. know? Yeah, and you hope somewhere Yannick Sinner was, was getting a massage and not watching live tennis at this point on the screen no. somewhere because you don't want to see that coming into tomorrow's match. First he takes your legs, Andy. Then he takes your he soul. He takes your soul. <laughs> Championship Sunday starts at 9 a.m. Eastern with the doubles final. Ram Salisbury going to try to go back-to-back -back against Grenelliers, the Bios. And then Novak Djokovic, ninth time in the final of the year in championships, taking on a first-timer in Yannick Sinner. For more on this, we head back to Torino. Danny and Prakash. All right, Steve. Look, Pete, beating Novak Djokovic is one thing. Yannick Sinner able to accomplish that at this tournament. But to beat him twice in one tournament is a very tall task. How will he be able to do it? Uh, I think it's going to be much tougher than even that first round because now Sinner knows how to get through it. But Novak has the ability to know what Sinner did to be able to get through it. I think we're going to see Novak come with a few different things, be a little bit better on the crucial points. He didn't execute as well in those crucial moments against Sinner. And... Uh, I don't think the Italian crowd's going to be super thrilled with the result. Oh, calling a different winner here, huh? It's going to be so much fun. The final here in Torino. Looking forward to it. Cannot wait. It is our FanDuel match preview. Time to get the picks. Obviously, Sinner got his first win against Novak Djokovic a couple days ago. 7-6 in a match tie break. So Djokovic is going to want to get that scout back. Nick, who are you taking and why? Um, I think I'm going to go with Novak. You know, I was... Really eager to see his performance today against Alcaraz to see if he, you know, how he was feeling. But after today's performance, I'm gonna, I'm gonna safely say Novak. I think he's gonna steady the ship. He's gonna understand what he didn't do right the first time. So I'm gonna go with Novak. I'm gonna go with Novak as well. But I'm still gonna be fascinated to see what adjustments these guys might make. I mean, Sinner struggled with the second serve returns, but he hit a couple of key ones from up close range that changed the course of the match. Does he stay forward, keep pressing the attack? Does he get, adopt a different return position and try something different? I think this is where the coaches really earn their money when you get a chance to have a rematch this soon on the same conditions. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, Steve, you can just cut and paste my answer from yesterday where I said for the last decade I haven't bet against Novak. Uh, and, and until further notice, I'm not going to. Uh, listen, someone might sneak a win in here and there. Sinner obviously beat him uh, three day days ago, and this is no disrespect to the way Sinner's been playing this week. I couldn't be more impressed uh, with his game. But something we don't talk about enough, 
I think Novak's serve is better than it's ever been, right? Early in his career is a bit of a liability, especially the second serve. You'd kind of throw a grenade on the second serve and it would kind of sit up a little bit. You could actually get to it. Now he runs it in and out of the corners, kind of hits a little slice, mixes in the bunny kick. Uh, it, it's as good as it's ever been uh, for Novak, and it's one of the best in the game now. You have to call this match tomorrow? Oh, what's your pick before we get there? I'm going Djokovic. Djokovic. So it's a clean yep. sweep. Yeah. TTC clean sweep from Prakash all the way around. Yeah, it's tough to bet against the GOAT. I agree with that. It's going to add more fuel to the fire for Cena, though. That's right. <laughs> He's watching the clips. <laughs> He's going to repost it. You yeah. just made me win Curious. All right. It is 12 Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific tomorrow. That is the singles final. Yannick Sinner, will he be the first Italian man to raise the trophy and do it in his home country? Or can Novak Djokovic... Get a record seventh title at the year-end finals. For Nick, Jim, Andy, our entire crew, I'm Steve Weisman. Thanks for watching TC Live.